Um, hello and welcome to Spoilerama. I'm Marina Gorski. And I'm Mick York. And this is the end of the year review. Way hey, hey. That was very... Way, hey, hey. <laughs> you were very enthusiastic. Yeah, it's just so exciting. Um, right, so this is how this is going to go. We are going to start off... No, 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 no. Oh, sorry, sorry, you're in charge. You say what you're going to. I just wanted to contradict you as early as possible. Okay. <laughs> we are going to start off telling each other how many films we watched this year. So, last year I think I won by two or three. You did. And we'll see what it what the story is this year. Afterwards we will go through our tops. <laughs> top list tops for god's sake our top five and uh worst and our top five best and we decided to name our top five worst yeah. list <laughs> we the... de- marina decided we were going to name our top five worst list it's going to be the what list because honestly what were they thinking mm-hmm. so and then afterwards we'll go through films we want to see next year and films that are worth mentioning so it's going to be fun. Keep listening. I'm gas. Okay. <laughs> that sounds like it's going to be fun. Yeah. Just you. Be careful out there. If it's not fun, it's your problem. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, right. Well, do you, want, so, what do you want to start? Do you want to start with the count? Or are you going to finish with the count of how many films seen? I just said that's what we're going to start with. Oh, sorry. Are you I not thought, listening I to thought, me? No, I thought that was in my head. And then I said, oh, I thought she said end. I couldn't remember because no. ADD. Sorry, Marion. <laughs> Marina. Right, so I'll reveal my number. And it is 49. Okay. And mine is I did beat you this year. What? Beat you by just a little more. 81. Oh my god. Of course, you went to the film festival. Yeah. He's a season ticket holder. Yeah. <laughs> well, my target was 100. Do you remember I did say at yeah. the start of the year I was going to try and get to see 100? And I was, this is always the way at the start of the year raring to go for yeah. the first few months I've seen about two or three a week and then the yeah. festival comes along seeing loads I think about four months into the year I got 50 done and then yeah. it just slides it's like gym membership yeah. and just go oh fuck I've seen another film <laughs> and it's, it's 80 it's 80 films 81 yeah. trips yeah because if you do if that's just going to see it once because I saw Beauty and the Beast three times and that doesn't and La La count and a few times as well yeah so that doesn't count um, oh, so you didn't count. And Paddington, I saw about three times as well. So that doesn't count. So uh, so when you did make your count, you just counted them as one? As one, yeah. All right. So what was it again? 49. 49. But still, that's close to 50. Well, that's so almost... 50 trips. Yeah, that's almost um, a film a week. Yeah. It's so. more than a film a week, because if you were seeing them more than once... Like it's oh yeah, sure. We're not. We we haven't finished the year yet. So no, it we is. have another week yeah, to go. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, of course, we're finished the year. This end of year review. <laughs> we're here on New Year's Eve. This is how we're celebrating New Year's. Oh no, this is going out before New Year's Eve. So. <laughs> anyway, we time travel. <laughs> yes. We, we won't get tell you what's list. going to happen. Okay, so let us start with. Do you want to start with the hot list? And okay. leave the best for last. So are we doing? So we're doing what? And then after we've done all the bad films, yeah, we go we'll on do to the good, good films. ones. Yeah, okay. You're in charge. Whatever so you say. let's start with number five. Do you want to guess my one? Of course. Well, you see, I'm pretty sure it's going to tally with mine. And the problem is, I if don't I think, guess... I don't think this one will. I don't think you've seen this well, one. Well, I know my, mine... We won't agree with the fifth because... Well, we won't have the same fifth because you want to see these. 
Okay. I've started joint. Well, no, I'll just say one because I I only had three until you texted me and says no, we have to have five watts. So I had to scrape in another two. So, I doubt well, that was hard. There was very well, there was no, loads no. of fucking bad films yeah, there this was, year. But see, this is the thing because we're. We're not doing this as our job, like professional film critic. So we tend to go to see films we want to see anyway. Yeah. It's not as if we go out of our way to see bad films. So most well, of the films John I was expecting that. to be good. I was about to say, that. <laughs> I was about to say that in my case, see, I have taste, and quality, <laughs> and intellect, whereas you have a husband. Yes, <laughs> a husband that is not into artsy films, so he prefers to go see Mark Wahlberg. Okay, let's go. <laughs> okay, well, my number five is a film you won't have seen. I don't think anyone will have seen. It's a film called Nails. It's an Irish film, horror okay. film that I saw in the film festival, and I'm not going to name any other. Irish films from the film festival is bad that were bad because there was a lot of them and I don't want to get into trouble with yeah. any filmmakers out there but this one I just thought was so bad it was a horror film that was horrible it was horrible <laughs> exactly but it was copying all these cliches from other films and none of them had any connection with each other it was and it was then it badly was, done very badly done yeah. and I really didn't like it but okay. I went in not expecting much and got even less okay what about you? Are you saying I won't guess this? I don't think so because you haven't seen it. Okay. It was at the start of the year, all excited, can't wait for it. And we got there and it was just like not what the hype was about and it was very annoying. And that was Fences, Denzel Washington. Oh my God. But I told you I didn't like it. I know it. you didn't like it, but I didn't think you put it as one of the worst. Oh, it's not. It's Well, that's why it's well, in the fifth. Yeah, but still it's... Because no, I because I it, it was such an expectation and they hyped it up so much. Oh yeah. And the whole film, like it's an adapted from the theatre and you have to do it very well to make it interesting and because that specific play it's all it's all about this character and he talks a lot Mm -hmm. when it's in a play it's interesting because there's it's live and you've seen it live when it's in a film and your man doesn't stop talking you get sick of it your ears hurt yeah and I love Denzel Washington and I love Viola Davis. I love everyone that's in the film and I think they are superb actors and he did it very well. I just thought the film was like... It's just a film to play. Yeah, I was like, mm, no. I just I just couldn't... I couldn't like it. I just, okay. I just... I was so disappointed with it. That's, that's it. It's not even that it was that bad. It was just my disappointment with it because I was expecting so many good things. And it was the time where loads of good films were coming out, which is the well, beginning I remember of the I was year. Talking, yeah, we were saying this as a yeah. start last year. This is one of the ones to look forward to. And yeah. I missed it, unfortunately. I still won't see it. Um, but I actually find that every year, it's the beginning of the year that has these loads of good films because probably the Oscars are coming of out. Of course, yeah. So they want to show it before probably the Yeah, but they're the all Oscars. released in December yeah. in America. So then they come here in January. Yeah. So, you know, like the year before was Revenant, Hail Caesar, Hateful Eight, blah, blah, blah. And this one was... La La Land, The Wall, Fences, Moonlight, and all these films. So, of all of them, like, Fences did disappoint me, unfortunately. I mean, it was beautiful film, as mm. visual, and the actors were great, but I just thought, no. Yeah, I think it is, because I see exactly what you're saying without having seen it, because I've seen so many films of plays where they just have as you said, all talk. And this is the biggest person, the biggest culprit in this, and it's not his fault because he's been dead for a long time, is Shakespeare. Whenever they do a Shakespeare film, because they can't tamper with the text, yeah. they can't adapt it, it's so boring because it's for the stage. It's designed yeah. entirely for the stage. It's only when they do like things like 
Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet, where yeah. he just cuts out and has a lot of, because film is visual. It's meant yeah. to be a cinema film. You're meant to see things. Dialogue should be complementing it. Whereas in a play, the whole point is the dialogue. Yeah, and the acting and, and the, yeah. you know, yeah, I just thought it was, anyway, I'm not going to go on too much about it. Okay. Number four. Um, now, my number, this is where, you see, I have the problem. I know definitely what I have as my number one as worst film. Okay. So my next four, three and two are pretty much the same joined. kind. Well, no, no, actually, number four, because it wasn't as bad as the other two, is The Snowman. Oh, me too. Number four. <laughs> well, I have it here as The Snowman and The Mummy. Okay. Well, you obviously have, so you've a joint number four. Yeah, I have a joint number four and I have a joint number three. <laughs> okay, so you had a lot of bad. Oh, did, yes. I remember you did this last year. Yeah. Your top five best was about 20 films or something <laughs> like that. Um, yeah, no, I did the snowman and I did. The I, don't, I don't think we really need to say any more about yeah. it. Like it was just listen boring. to our podcast. Yeah, on it the was snowman. so disappointing. The book was good. Yeah. Um, well, my number three then is the mummy. Oh, okay. And it was I had to think because basically I these weren't there was one film which is my number one bad film which came to mind immediately as the worst film of the year and then I had to go through my list. I think I know which think. one it is and it could be my number three, okay. your worst. Well, I, well, um, but when I was going through the list, I said, oh, yeah, The Mummy was pretty crap. That was the sort yeah. of, it, it's, I've, I've forgotten it. Forgotten that I'd even seen it. It was just on my list. Oh, yeah, I did see The Mummy and it was shite. So that's why it's in there. And thankfully, the franchise seems to have disappeared. They're not going to continue oh, it God. anymore. So there's no hype about yeah, it. Yeah, so. good. Thank God. Well, my number three was Valerian. I toyed with putting that in there, but it's okay because I did, I remember not liking it and in my list it has very low marks but I still have fond memories of it like when I think of the mummy I think of pure boredom yeah when I think of snowman I think of boredom and annoyance but when I think valerian I say yeah disappointment more than anything else because I was expecting so much yeah so but I I liked valerian in some bits like Ethan Hawke loved him mm -hmm. but most of the stuff I just no, it was just no, 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 no. Yeah. I probably loved it in the podcast when I did it. <laughs> no, no, no. We, now, we were very busy. Yeah, but when when I was thinking about it, I was like, no, that film wasn't wasn't good at all. And another one that was that shares third place with Valerian is Gold. Matthew McConaughey. Uh, oh, that was no, that was a bad. Film. I just well, it wasn't great. I just put it as mediocre. It's not the film I ever want to see again. But yeah. not a case of I'd avoid it like a plague. I just couldn't be arsed. But I wouldn't, it wasn't atrocious. Uh, I so just thought it was crap. The way the others were. Anyway, your second place? Well, let's see, you're number two now, because you're, you you're won't, re-empting all mine. My, my number two isn't, you wouldn't have seen this. I saw it with John because he made me watch this. And mm, throughout the okay. whole film, I was like, it's just crap, John. He's like, shut up. Anyway, number two is... Scenes from a marriage. <laughs> number two is Geostorm. With Gerard Butler. Yeah, I'd love to have seen that because it oh, looks so bad. It is actually it's stupid. Looked, it looked, yeah, that's it's what I said. It looks completely like it's weather is the villain or something. Yeah, no, they, they build weather was out of control. And then Gerard Butler came up with a system and a machine that controls the weather. And it's all satellite stuff. Okay. And something goes wrong in it. And it's kind of like apocalyptic. Is that what you say? I never, Apocalyptic, yes. Yeah. And, if it's what you mean. But it's someone that is tampering with it. Tampering with the weather or tampering with, with the machine. With the machine. 
and oh, then he has a to go villain. to space and him and his brother don't have a good relationship <laughs> and to, and they speak in code and then at one stage they have to speak in codes because that villain is in the same room so they said so this is the code right I remember so clearly and I laughed my head off Jared Butler was trying to say something to his brother and it was like dad used to take us fishing and he <laughs> and he told this whole story and then the brother had to go back because it was filmed then because it was a government thing and he had to go back and rewind. It's like those Beatle things where you have to listen to the LP records backwards and All then right. the message comes through and they had to cut in certain bits. He is saying that certain, certain person is the person who is doing something with it. And I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> really? This is so stupid. You're trying to be cool and stuff and you're not. So he's, he was telling the story in front of the villain. Yeah. Pretending that he was just telling a story. The villain didn't even know he was talking. Yeah, the, oh, the, no, the villain did. And he oh. was like, what is he trying to say to you? Or blah, blah. You know, and you're like. Oh, I really want to see this oh, film now. I, I, as soon as I, I go like home, I'm getting myself. it out. So this is a great film if you want people to kill themselves. Torture. Okay. You know. Anyway. That's number two. Okay. Well, my number two. <laughs> Literally number two. <laughs> well, my number two is Justice League. Oh, okay. Um. Only because, again, I just had to find something. And I was actually says, yeah, Justice League was pretty crap as well. Like, I wasn't... Really crap. It, I wasn't that I absolutely hated it the way I really hated Suicide Squad. It was just padded through, went through it. But I was just... It was a film that I was watching, yes, this over soon. Yeah. So it was just a non-entity. Okay. I suspect... I mean, I'm surprised it hasn't appeared in your list at all. So I'm just it's really my number wondering. One. Yeah, of course it's your number one. <laughs> <laughs> so I, well, why did you hate Justice League so oh much? Oh God, I'm not even gonna go through that. I mean, listen to our podcast. It's yeah. just stupid as well. Superhero movies. Bleh. Okay, so we're looking forward to whatever comes next year. Um, so that leaves my number one. Yeah. And uh, what do you think it is? You said you think you can guess. No, I thought it was Valerian, but it's not. Um, let me think. Give you a clue. Very early in the year. Start of the year. Was it something that was in our podcast? Oh, yeah, we did podcast on. You saw it. Well, obviously, you saw it. We did a podcast on It's not Beauty it. and the Beast, is it? Hardly. You didn't like it either. Oh, this is good. One second. Let me check my list. Are you going through all your 50 films that you saw? Nearly 50 films that you saw early in the year? Kong. No. Didn't see that. Their finest? Churchill. No. Will I tell you? Planet <laughs> of the Apes. No. Did we do a podcast? No, on we that? didn't. I didn't know you saw it. Didn't like that either. Earlier than any of them. One second, one second. That's five. Guardians of the Galaxy? No. You're naming films I liked that you know I liked. I'm just, you know, trying to... And it's earlier. The start of the year. Baby Driver. No. That's recent as well. Are you paying any attention to me? Maybe I have... Maybe I didn't... Maybe I have 50 films then this year. I don't know. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> You can't aggressive. find it on your list and you're angry with me. Okay, what is it? It's Collateral Beauty. Oh my God, that was this year? Yes, that so was the start of the year. That's 50 films and yes, that was crap. That was I think I need atrocious. to add that to my, my that, that list. Was, That's going to share that number be, one with Justice League. Yeah, that was beyond bad. Oh my God. Everything about it was wrong. 
it was so it was stupid shallow in that it's trying to be pretending to be this real deep philosophical film film, yeah and it's so it defines shallowness in that you just see oh they just got to the surface or something and badly acted badly constructed badly 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 scripted everything about it was wrong I it's thought a Collateral Beauty was from last year. No, it was, December the, it was last the second year. film we saw this year. Or I did anyway. It was. It was straight after Silence and before La La Land. I forgot about Silence. That's 51. <laughs> did you keep a list of these at all? No, I didn't. I just went through the internet and saw films released in 2017. So you could have up to 81. If you, well, I'll tell you what. Afterwards, we'll we go through my check. I have yeah. mine because I write them down. <laughs> A list of what films I've seen. And you say, oh, yeah, I saw that. Oh, yeah, I saw that. And if you come up, 92. <laughs> oh, my God, 53. I forgot about Hacksaw Ridge. Oh, sweet Jesus. Okay. Don't use the podcast to start remembering the films. And Manchester by the Sea. Oh, Marina. my God, there's so many. Marina. I haven't written Marina. down. Podcast. We're doing a podcast now. Shit, I'm going to have to change my list. Are you paying any attention to me at all? Damn it. Okay. <laughs> Give us a second. I'm glad this is recorded. <laughs> Everyone out there. You see, she never pays attention when other people are talking to her. Marina, can't write out your list now while oh, we're no. recording. You're in charge of this podcast. I know. This is how you host. Oh, you know me. But ditzy. <laughs> okay. Beyond ditzy. Okay. Beyond ditzy. Excuse yep. me. Oh, now you're, you're paying my, attention. You're now my, you're responding to what I'm saying. You're in my house, in my bedroom. <gasps> no, I'm not. Yes, you I'm are. I'm in the spare bedroom. It's still mine. It, the, it is your possessed <laughs> property. It is not the room in which you sleep. Let's make that absolutely clear. Okay. Let's do our best ones then. Okay. Sugar. <laughs> Add stuff to the list. Damn. <laughs> okay. Do you want me to say my number five? Yeah. What? Are you going to pay attention to it? Are my you just going to be there? My scene? number four is between three. <laughs> okay, go. That um, makes no sense to me what you said. Okay, so in the spirit of what you did last year of having about 15 films at your number five, I have three. Me too. Okay. But I have three on the basis of it's more like I have one as decided as number five, but the others are honourable mentions. Well, then that's come, that comes later in films worth mentioning. No, it's more than that. Like these are ones that I really was, I was toying with these for being number five. And then it's a, in fact, all three of these would be my okay, number five. Okay, just go, just go. Okay, so the two that I sort of put as also Renz were Maudie and... Oh. Maudie, oh no, sorry, I'm wrong. Uh, no, Maudie is my number five. <laughs> Um, it was Paradise and Tomato Red. Where I'm at. Now, Paradise, you didn't see. I didn't see, yeah. It was one Paradise, and the reason, that's why it's outside, because it was a very, very, it was a film I saw on the festival, and it's a Russian film that really just didn't get seen anywhere, and I don't think it even got released after that, and it was amazing. Okay. It was just superb. It's a film about um, these three people are being interviewed. You just see them being interviewed at the start. They're all wearing the same sort of prison costume. And then they're telling stories from their lives at that point. And they're all centered around concentration camps. Oh. And it's just a revelation of where they actually are in the interview. You think, first of all, you think they've been interviewed and then it cuts to their stories. And you think the stories are happening after. 
but actually you realize then no they're actually talking the interview was talking about what happened because they mentioned some things but then they show and how their lives all interconnect and it's just so engrossing and i have to see that then. it's I have it's to look that up really well that and it's one of those films as well where you gradually realize what's going on you know the way like in um good and nice Shyamalan films yeah and nice Shyamalan. Um, Shyamalan. I always did that wrong. But like I was, we were saying recently about the village. <laughs> I hear you're a racist now. <laughs> Me? No, um, it's homophobic. <laughs> no, no. We're not going into that. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> anyway. Um, so that was great, if that could say it. Um, and then that's I will put tomato red in there. Um, because partly I just think it's been disgracefully neglected. Yeah. It's uh, uh, the nomination for Best Irish Film and all this. Neither it nor Maldi are in there. There's, uh, because they're not films. Because, about yeah, yeah. And that's they're Irish very, films. But, yeah, they're that's very Irish annoying. It's infuriating. That, yeah, because it, they feel like it has to be here yeah. for it to be considered a and proper it, Irish film, which is absolutely ridiculous because they consider, considered um, Calvary as an Irish film just because it was filmed here but the director was British well he's Irish he's born in England but raised here uh, and else it's an Irish story I'm not defending it so I yeah, didn't like Calvary yeah, at all yeah. but um, but the, the point is Tomato Red and Molly are American and Canadian stories they're yeah. so completely removed that what happens is when they came out they were respectfully reviewed and then forgotten about completely by the critics they said oh well, we've done our token bit and then we'll just carry on paying attention to yeah. Handsome Devils and all these other which is ridiculous because she's a very very good director and interesting they're both women directors yeah Ashley Walsh and Juanita Wilson yeah and they're fantastic and they're superb directors, yeah. but they've a good history and Juanita and Wilson is women, Oscar nominated yeah and like because they are women they should be promoted because yeah. they, this is fantastic yeah, that's, that women Irish directors are making these amazing films yes that have international appeal and are yeah. not colloquial ordinary stuff that only Irish people and Irish critics it's just other Irish filmmakers said oh you made a lovely film to each other yeah it's infuriating so and I did think particularly because um, I saw it twice on the second view Tomato Red I thought was stunning the second yeah. time round and I still have goosebumps thinking about it and a reminder because I'm watching Ozark at the moment on Netflix and the girl from Tomato Red, the redhead, is in that. Oh, is she? Yeah, so it's worth watching. And it's brilliant watching her. I keep, like, she's a very different character, but very similar. Like the same sort of, and she's a redneck hillbilly girl in this, but it's still, she's still as tough and gritty. But and, she was kind of that. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Red, yeah. That's what I'm saying. She's very similar. So, yeah, so those would be my joint. Number five. Almost around, but my actual top number five is Maudie. Is Maudie, yeah. It was just, it had to... And again, it's not because it's Irish. I just felt that, but an Irish film around today, it was just wonderful. Oh no, it was. It. it was gorgeous. Yeah, and Ethan Hawke was amazing, and my and the Mrs. Brown from Paddington was Marty. Oh yes, and Sally Hawkins. Yeah. Oh, she's lovely. She's a great actress as well, and she did it so well. She's super. Well, she was, She is so good in everything. Yeah, and she was just amazing at it. Like this is how good she was that I actually didn't realize. That Mrs. Brown and Paddington was Maudie. Okay. Until I saw her name. It's like, oh my God, that's right. She's Sally Hawkins. She did Maudie. I was like, oh my God. Because she was so different from Maudie. And she did it so well. Yeah. That you almost. You forgot. You, yeah. Well, you, I mean, you, for, you forgot the actress. You yeah. were so absorbed in the character. So, yeah. Anyway, my 
five, number five, is between three. And... Oh, for God. Oh, no, I just did that. One of them is T2, which is Train Spotting 2. Okay. Which I liked. Yeah, I did too. And it shares the place with Death of Stalin. Okay. Which I think really deserves a place in the top five because I just had such a good time watching that film and cried laughing so many times and the audience was great and you know that everyone appreciated the film it's so great having that kind of experience so that's my number five and it actually shares now and this is a film i'm going to talk about in the worth mentioning films which is mother i see that film differently now and i actually want to see it again Mm. and looking at it now and thinking about the meanings now that i know after i saw the film i hated the film when it came out and you can see that by our podcast well i don't think you hated it you were disturbed by it yes um, but now I'm not so much and I'm actually very interested in it. So I do, yeah. I will put it on number five because God bless that director. No one got it. And yeah. now that you get it, you think, yeah, masterpiece, fantastic film. And God bless Jennifer Lawrence, who goes to every interview explaining there's meaning in this film. <laughs> <laughs> she just says, it's biblical. Please understand that. Well, that's it. I mean, I would love to see it again for that reason as well. Just yeah. to spot all these connections. But I don't think, I'm glad we didn't know beforehand. Yeah. Because if you go in, then that's all you're looking at. Exactly. Whereas if you just see a film that you just don't know, and then particularly if, if when you said it after, when you told me, you said, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. And all these little bits, and that's far better way yeah. to find out. As soon as I actually found out, I called Mick. You <laughs> won't believe it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, 3 a.m. Yeah. Anyway, number four, go on. Uh, number four, I think I only have one for number four. And... It's almost one that, not so much that I wasn't even going to put in. What the fuck? It's so long since I've seen it. You're glaring at me as if you know what it is. I do. I saw it. Just oh yes, now. Jesus. Well, stop looking at my list. La La Land. Because you weren't going but, to put but, it. In. Excuse me. Because I remember. <laughs> yeah, it's me. it's more. I remember loving it, at the time, rather than mm. still feeling the same way now. But that's because I haven't seen it since. Mm-hmm. I know it's on Netflix, and I might watch okay. it again. I did, I think it was a wonderful. Yeah, yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank you for listening. I thought it was a wonderful film at the time, and particularly cinema film to see. Um, you've seen it several times on any format available. You've probably watched it on your phone. No, I didn't. Okay. It doesn't do justice. Does it do justice to watch it on television? Well, not really, but I love it anyway, so I'd watch it anyway on the television. Did you get you got the DVD, yeah. didn't you? Could I borrow it? Because I have it Don't on Netflix. Don't ruin it, though. How can I ruin a DVD? I'll buy you another one if I damage it. It's because I would be curious to see it with surround sound. Oh, can I go? <laughs> and I can dance to it? No. no. City of stars. No, not doing that. Of a small house. <laughs> not very firm walls. <laughs> not when you're dancing around them anyway. Okay, so. Okay. <laughs> yeah, let, let the listeners know that I was there dancing around on your walls. No, you're just threatening to. Okay. Anyway, so your number four is La La, 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 La Land. Land. Yes. Okay. My number four is between three again. And number four, I actually put Tomato Red, oh, Maudie, and I've just added Manchester by the Sea because <laughs> it was a very good film and I only realized it now <laughs> that I saw it. I was like, oh, yes, that was a good film. <laughs> um, and it is in my top, my top five. Um, yeah. So uh, you will find that most of my top five are Oscar nominees. Yeah. Anyway. But, so, but of the three of them, what well, we've discussed, I'd Matt say, Red and Maudie. I'd say, you know, I actually, 
between the three of them, I'd say Tomato Red. Right, it really because it, yeah, it was. But fair play to you because that was you only saw it once. Yeah, it took two times for it to really hit home with me. Like I liked it the first time, I loved it the second time. No, I just think it was so simple and like the mm. story, but so beautiful visually and so well yeah. made, and the actors were great, and I I just loved it. I really really loved it. Yeah, and will you buy it? I will. I, I think, think I, I will, will too. Yeah. yeah. Because I was in the library, yeah. Because yeah, I would. <laughs> We're back to talking about Tomato Red again. This is the third time mm-hmm. in this podcast series we've talked about it. It was the acting that got to me. Yeah, no, I, I think. think it was the visual and the, the story that I loved the most about it. And I mean, the acting was fantastic. Yeah, well, I think particularly him. I just yeah. felt so heartbroken for yeah. him. And I said that at the time. Yeah. And I haven't seen that actor since. So I know he's around. I must look out for him. Okay, so that's four. Num- yeah. <laughs> that's number three. three. Uh, my number three. Do I have just one for number three? Yes. Death of Stalin. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, you so, have to, don't you? Oh, yeah. it was basically, I was going through the list and I was, it, it just didn't jump out to me until I saw the list. And said, oh, of course, Death of Stalin has to be in yeah. there. And it was like, what I did when I compiled the list was, as soon as I saw it, I put it at number one until something knocked yeah. it down again. So that was number one for a little while. But I knew something else was going to knock it. Um, just one of the funniest films I've seen Yeah, all year. and that's the type of comedy we like to see. Not these stupid slapstick comedy. This Kind of. Well, slapstick is good when it's done well. Yeah, but whatever. Normally, it's not. Yeah, <laughs> it hasn't been done well yeah. since Chaplin and Keaton. Um, and Laurel and Hardy. Yeah, no, but it's, it's <laughs> but just it's very clever. Yeah, it's but so it's, it's spot on. It's like these are the kind of films I always think it's the effortless kind of film, like Monty Python or whatever they're mm. doing for the crack. That's what I feel these kind of films are. They're like, oh yeah, that's funny. Put that in there. Put yeah. that in there. Or they develop the character and they keep adding to the character. Oh yeah, and then he has to do this. Yeah. And these kind of things. And make this comment. And it's just, it's just so funny. And I love Steve Buscemi. Yeah. And he's just brilliant. And every role he does, either it's Tarantino film or, or Fargo, Coen Brothers, or it's, Death of Stalin where he's you know it's just he's just so fucking good I love him he grabs a role yeah. and really takes it on and pre- um, but this is what, what I said at the time was the fact that they're playing their own nationalities if you like like yeah. Steve Chevy is uh, American he's playing, yeah. he's playing Khrushchev yeah. <laughs> a historically known figure and he's playing as this gangster <laughs> from the Bronx sort of thing so yeah. um, no but it is it's so cleverly constructed as yeah. well and but I had I knew some of the history and I looked at it after. Nearly everything in it is true. Like yeah, all this yeah, day you know we were talking thing. about that, yeah. And like we can say a bit more about it now because it's we can spoil it a bit. But even like Beria, you know, the... Yeah. And I mean, he was a monster in his time. And he was like Stalin's yeah. right-hand man and was torturing. He was responsible for all the purges and mm. the tortures and so on. And you can see it in this day, just have slight hints of him being an evil monster and yeah. the horrible things he does. But... They all are. They all yeah. are manipulative and it's all number one, number one, number one. They're out for themselves and no one trusts anyone. It's priceless. Yeah. No, it's a very, very good film. Right. Uh, my number, number three. three is Moonlight. And it shares the place with Silence. Because I was just reminded now about Silence <laughs> It's <too>. only just. <laughs> well, I've completely silence. forgotten. I actually adored Silence. And okay. it's one of those films that, you know, you're just... 
it's just so beautiful in every way. You know, the questions it raised mm. and the the soundtrack that was almost none. But in that, like, the intention of it being silent. You know, everything yeah. just synchronized so perfectly and planned so perfectly that the film was perfect. And I just loved it. And I love when Martin Scorsese does these things. Just beautiful things. Anyway. Well, I mean, you, you'll have to see, and um, like this is, that was his third religious film, if you like. Yeah, I know he did. Kundun and um, Last Temptation yeah. of Christ. So I'd be really curious to see what you think of Last Temptation of Christ. I think I've seen that. I oh, told you, yes. All right. <laughs> I'm, loved, I'm so delighted that we've got that on record. Yeah, I told you, yes. <laughs> I do Mar- that That's quite the way Marina often, always yeah. talks to me. Well, no. So you know yeah. now that he never pays attention to what I say. Anyway, and Moonlight because it was... like th- Most of these films are all by the cinematography because I love cinematography. So... Yeah. Moonlight for me was also beautiful and the story was so heartbreaking but so gorgeous at the same time mm. and Barry Jenkins did like directed it so well as well Mahershala Ali was fantastic yeah. even though he wasn't there as much as you'd want him to be and Janelle Monet as well and it was just so stunning and I really loved taking my brother to that for him to have that experience of seeing a quality film. A quality that film. That isn't just a blockbuster. And yeah. And it's be- and it talks about something that is so actual now and it's the whole coming out and being being able to be yourself as and you know, when you're if you're gay or you know, and he he was gay and he was black and you know, living in that kind of community. Well the culture he was in, not yeah. just that, but he was in a gangster culture. Yeah, which like, weren't really tolerant to that. Yeah. So everything you know, and I just thought it was a great very well made film and won the Oscar yeah finally yeah <laughs> well I I'd agree. I thought it was a great film as well but it was a case of for me I went in expecting it to be amazing and it was exactly what I expected yeah. so it wasn't so that's why it's not necessarily in my top five because the top five are really ones that just yeah they were, were lovely, better than I expected yeah, yeah. delivered over so that was probably too, it's a misfortune if I knew nothing about it and it's seen at the film festival it would probably be way up yeah. there in my top three as well so right. do you want to see my number two? Number two, go on. I suspect you might have it as well. Which is? Paddington 2. No. My God. Paddington is actually not on my top five. Oh my God. And I'll, I'll tell you why. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most terrifying phrase I've heard from Marina. It's I'll tell you why. Um, and this was the year for the I tell you why's. Um, no, every year. No, but year, this is the main one because we had so much on that I kept saying. <laughs> you kept cancelling, and I'll tell you what. I'll tell I have you them what. all on text. I will put them up on Facebook at some point. Um, Do you want me to talk about why it's my number two? Yeah, you go, go on, and tell go me on. why it's not yeah, yours. Yeah, yeah, go on, go on, go on. Um, it was basically when I t- like it was always going to be way up there because I now a lot of this is because it was so recent. It's still so fresh in my mind. Yeah. Um, but it was just I get, it matches perfect with Death to Stalin because they're the two best comedies of the year and they're so completely different type of comedies. And when you were saying about slapstick, I was about to say, well, what about Paddington too? Because there's lots of slapstick in that. Well, that's what, that was, was well done. It's so well done. And it's just a completely different type of comedy. Yeah. And it's perfectly done in the same way that Death to Stalin is its own type of satirical comedy. It's perfectly done. And Paddington 2 was just a joy from start to finish. It was yeah. pure joy. It was actually, yeah, it was a very, very fun film. Uh, oh yeah, that's actually what I was going to say. Not only are we going to talk about films worth mentioning, but cinema experiences. Okay. As well, um, 
And that was actually going to be one you of the... You said just one. Do we have to have five fin cinema experiences? No, well? no, Okay, no. that's all right. You don't need to have just one. I have a couple. But anyway, my number two is actually Blade Runner. Oh, yeah, I was... Now, yeah. I know there were a few problems with it afterwards, realising what Stephen said about it made me realise oh, yeah. a lot of things. Well, I mean... But uh, it was still a very, very good film. Yeah. And... Ryan Gosling was superb and everything about it other than the misogyny but again that's um, it's not necessarily that the film itself is misogynistic. yeah yeah no it's not it's, it's just it's, it's portraying the, the world yeah. as being and I just and it's so beautiful it's actually so beautiful and the way the homages it play, it, it made to the early film the other one the previous film yeah was so beautiful the music soundtrack you know score really yeah which amazing. i didn't i didn't just, think they did enough of that though on the soundtrack yeah, but it i was still love, love, love everything was just it was just so beautiful oh yeah it's an like i was thinking because when i was compiling this list, i went through this oh i forgot to mention blade runner i said yeah it still doesn't quite make the top five because the other five were just so good. but yeah. it's still a great film and i definitely want to see it again Yo, and again yeah. and again because it's like I said there's probably so many layers Actually, to see i really hope they is it still in the cinema somewhere no, but the lighthouse are doing a double bill. Okay, of yeah. Blade Runner and Blade Runner two hundred four nine. When? Soon. <laughs> Find Good, out. because I do want to see it again in the cinema. I really okay. that is a film to be seen in the huge screen. Yeah. Because it's so stunning and striking and all that. Right. Okay, so now we come to our number one. I can't imagine what you could have for number one. Well, there's two I'm of them. Sure. Oh, there's two. Well, I'm, I have only one, and this and is. I guess. Um, well, before you guess, I'll just say one word of introduction. Mark has played a site which has mentioned us before, did put up on their podcast, what is your film of the year and what is your favourite podcast about it? So I didn't answer at the time. I'm going to now because I didn't want to give away. Um, but my favourite film of the year is... Dunkirk. Correct. Yeah. Of course it is. <laughs> Obviously it's Dunkirk. Like if it hasn't appeared and it's obviously yours too. Yeah. Because if it hasn't appeared in the top five yet there's something wrong. No it is. Has. Mine is Dunkirk and La La Land. Now, oh of course yeah. It's more Dunkirk than La La Land because Dunkirk was just perfection in every single way. Mm-hmm. I have nothing bad to say about that film. La La Land because I loved La La Land. It was stunning as well and it was perfect in every way. Um and of course all the sentimental stuff about it that's why it's number one but Dunkirk oh my god it was just it was all we expected and more yeah and oh it was just so good I want to watch it forever <laughs> but I mean that that was the one film I saw twice in the cinema like Actually, I was just saying I saw 81 film I saw that film twice as well yeah Um, one with my dad and one with John and I knew my dad was going to love that film because he loves Killian Murphy and Tom Hardy. Um, right. And they're so great together. And it's just... Oh, it was just everything about it. It was so good. The editing. The, the sound. The sound. Like, everything. Everything. Well, say, if, I have nothing if bad you to can, say. Like it's, as I said, it's on in the IFI at the moment in 70mm again. We'd have to discuss that after, see if you can try and get to see it. But yeah, I mean, it depends. 70 millimeters works for some, doesn't for others, or it's different for some. But 
I was listening because as I said, I was listening to some of the other podcasts about it and it was just hearing them talk about certain aspects of it that I'd forgotten. And I said, oh, yeah. And it reminded me again how much there is in this film. And one of the things was the fact the three stories. It didn't really occur to me at the time. It's only when they said it in the podcast, mentioned it, that it suddenly occurred to me. Those three stories are not taking place simultaneously or in any shape or form. The main story of or the primary story that starts off of the guy trying to get off takes place over a week. Or it's over a number of days. It's not just one day. Tom Hardy's only in that plane for an hour. And yeah. They're, oh, both, yeah. they're t- like it's it's basically three different times as well. Yeah. Like one is a week. Because one of is a day and one is man, an hour. What's the name that was in um Mark Rylance. Yeah. Uh, he of course he wouldn't get there in an hour. No, it's a day. Like, yeah, that, whole, takes, that, that whole story is yeah. a day. But you, but it keeps cutting between that and Tom Hardy's yeah. story, which can only be an hour long. Yeah, because he's only got but that yes, much fuel. At one point of the thil- of the film, it all comes together. Yeah, yeah, they have them intersect and so on. And again, that's what makes it rewarding to watch again and yeah. again and again. And it was now that's what I'm saying about Moonlight. It was everything I expected. This was everything I expected, but. It was more Moonlight. I knew what the story was. I knew everything yeah. was going to contain this. All I knew this about was, this was this was going to be good. Yeah, that, that was, was that was the best thing about it was the trailer. No, it wasn't really. But I mean, <laughs> the way the, it, so the way it set you up to see the film. Yeah. Because the trailer didn't give anything away. And the trailer was so well made as well. Yeah. That you were like, oh, I have to see yeah. it. I want to see it now. What happens? I really, really need to see this film. And we were looking forward to that for so long because yeah. I think the trailers started showing it from November the year before last yeah. year oh it was announced for so long yeah. ago yeah up to July that's why I think it did so well because everyone was waiting to see that film and mm-hmm. we couldn't wait because then of course it was revealed Killian Murphy Tom Hardy Harry Styles which I think was I think that was a huge draw for a lot yeah, of yeah for a lot of but people the, I get that's what one of the reviews podcasts I was listening to said um, that about a million teenage girls went to see the film that would never have gone to see it at yeah. all. And therefore, it's good that he was in it on yeah. that basis. So it's things like that. So, yeah. yeah, it was stunning. I can't wait to see it again. Um, I probably will, but I'm not buying DVDs much or anything anymore, but I probably will buy that one yeah. at some point. Um, and I would like to say, because you have no chance to listen to me yet, but my podcast of the year, apart from us, is AB Film Review. Their podcast on that, on Dunkirk, was really good. I just like it because they reflect us as well. They're very like us. Yeah. Oh, oh right. Yeah. Anyway, um, right. So we were, go- we're going to go to films worth mentioning now, just for a sec. And I have quite a few. <laughs> <laughs> now, I have six I want to mention because they were very, very good. They were very nice experiences um, that I loved. And I wish I could I envy anyone who hasn't seen them yet and that has a chance to see them in the cinema so one of them being Paddington 2 okay I envy anyone who hasn't seen that film yet because it's a fantastic film well we've got and Paddington I took my 3 mother to look forward to yeah and I took my mother-in-law and the whole time I was looking at her just waiting for her reaction and she laughed at all the parts that we laughed at and she loved it as well and the next one is Beauty and the Beast Okay. Because I, it was fantastic. It's just those films, you know, Disney. that. Yeah, but it was very well done. Yeah, you just can't go wrong with. Um, the next one is Murder on the Orient Express. Really, really liked it. Had a few problems with it, but I think it is worth mentioning. And now these are all films I want you people to see. <laughs> because it's very good. 
Um, if only you could see her, <laughs> listeners. She's there holding her notebook like a teacher and frowning at the microphone. I want you to see. Next one is Victorian Abdul, which I think people. It's a good film if it's an, if it's a rainy day, and you want yeah. to watch something. Yeah, it's, it's a, a good, lovely it's film. It's a good afternoon yeah. film. The next one is Split. Okay. I liked Split. Yeah, I Split, really did. Split is getting rave reviews as, yeah, now, I, as end of year reviews. A lot I of really, really liked it. Even though some people had loads of problems with it too. I loved it. And I know the girls that we had the podcast with, they had, a, I think, a few things but to they say liked about it. it I know they liked it, yeah. yeah. But I, oh, I just Lawrence loved it. Yeah. Lawrence Harry. Lawrence Harry. Hi, girls. Um, and the, uh, the last one is Gardens of the Galaxy 2. I really, really liked that film. And it's a film I think I'm going to watch again because I, we have the Sky Cinema box. Okay. And these are all films that are everything but Paddington 2 and Murder on the Orient Express. They're not on the Sky box yet, yeah, obviously. Because they're only just out. But the rest of them are and they're fantastic. Any films okay. you want to mention? Um, I would say their finest is the one that comes out to me because... I thought I didn't, didn't like that. I didn't like it at all at first. And then when I saw it, watched it again because um, Jeanette... Wana um, had highly recommended it. She, she said, how can you not like it? So I sort of better judge it again and then realised second time round because I just let one part of the film turn me against it that it was, if I just didn't think like that, I was back in the frame of mind of yeah. really enjoying it. I thought you enjoyed it too, didn't you? I did, but certain bits I didn't. <laughs> okay. But that's, um, that's, but if that's the one I would say that stuck out because of the fact I changed my mind so dramatically because I... Didn't like it at all at first, but it was just because I was expecting big things. And then when I watched it again second time, it was like Tomato Red. It just changed completely. Tomato Red I liked, loved second time. Their finest didn't like, loved second time. The other one I can only think of to mention is Get Out. Yeah. Yeah, because that was just such a lovely story. Like we mentioned Mother already. That's the other one I have on the list. But Get Out was, again, surprised when knew nothing whatsoever about it. And I love that. Watching, you don't know what type of film it is. I did hear that a lot of people left because they did they suddenly realised it was a horror film. They said, oh, we can't take this. Yeah, but it wasn't really. No. Um, yeah, I actually, I put that as one of the best cinema experiences because as the film, and that was at the surprise film and the film yeah. festival, and we didn't realise, and me and Dom were actually like, should we go? Because I hate horrors too. And I'm like, I don't know if I want to see this. So no, better stay. You never walk out in the film. And then, well... And we stayed and it turned out to be so funny and yeah. so good. And so exciting. Yeah. And with the audience, like it was just amazing. Everyone was laughing yeah. and enjoying it. So that was fantastic. Um, and the other film experience, two other I want to mention. Now, Paddington was obviously good. So we talked about that already. Lawrence of Arabia. Okay, good. That was a really right. nice, nice experience to see that. And... Of course, Murder on the Orient Express and the After Stella. Stella. Yeah, that's my cinema experience yeah. of the year is the Stella. Is the Stella. It was just... Uh, I don't even have words for it. No, it's... I mean, I really, really want to go there again. Yeah. I haven't been since, unfortunately, but it's just... I haven't got around to it. And films haven't been... Well, we wanted to see uh, Battle of the Sexes, but just missed out on that. But I'll definitely... The next film that comes up there, go. They're, yeah. they're showing Star Wars at the moment. I don't necessarily want to see it there again. I want to um, see Savoy, but um, yeah, I want to go there and do what you did last time: order yeah. food. I hope they show Mary Poppins next year there. I'm bound to. 
Yeah, so yeah. we can see that then. Well, I don't think I'd have to wait till then. There'll be No, I know, more. but I'm just saying we can see yeah. that there. No, that is my absolute cinema experience of the year, just yeah. to see such a wonderful new cinema open up. Yeah. And for those who don't live in Ireland that listen to us, it's a cinema. It's we're coming for that. Yeah, it's a cinema that's been refurbished. Yeah, restored. And restored, and it's to look like a 1920s cinema. And it's fantastic. And you can order your food and they'll bring it to your seat. Yeah, there's tables and, by your yeah, seat. Yeah, and it's couches and very comfortable seats. Very, very comfortable. You have your own little table and all this. It's really nice. It's luxury. Look it's it up on the luxury. internet if you Stella can. Stella Theatre. Yeah, fantastic. Right, so films we're excited to see in 2018. I have quite a few here. I don't have any at all because I can't think. I didn't realise that was... Oh, there was... I've forgotten that. It was one I saw a trailer for the other day. Downsizing. Have you heard of that's that? That's with Matt Damon. Yeah. Now, that is, I think that's still supposed to come out this year for some reason. Well, it probably okay. came out already somewhere because it it's, is it for this year that it's listed? I can't remember. But this year I realized that Matt Damon had three films in one year, which is The Wall, Suburbicon, oh, yeah. and there was another one. Um. Yeah, so... That's what I realised. And next year, Kate Blanchett is going to have three films coming out. And are they ones you're all looking forward to? Some well, obviously, yeah. one, the, the one you're really looking forward to is Mary Poppins. Yes. But then I saw there's a film now that's going to come out with Matt Damon as well called Ocean's 8. And it's women. Really? Oh, yes, of course. And Matt Damon's in that. Yeah. But I don't know how I feel about this. Now, Dakota Fanny is in it. Sandra Bullock, which I don't know how I feel about that. And Hathaway. Helena Bohm Carter. Excellent. And then the Kardashians. Oh. And then another Victoria's Secret model that's Brazilian. And Rihanna. Now, I don't know if they are part of the eight women. I just knew that they were in the film. It could just be an appearance. Right. Um, and it I'd is, I think, the same story. Appearance. I think it's the same story as Ocean's Oh, 11. yeah, it would be. Um, but I don't know. I just don't know how I feel. I have to look into that film or not or just let me be surprised by it. And then there's one that I'm really excited now because I read two that I'm really, really excited about that I read, which one of them is called A Wrinkle in Time, which is a Disney film directed by Ava DuVernay. Okay. Who is? What did she do? She is a girl. We went to the Feminist Film Festival. She is one of the women that supports women directors in Africa. And she promotes right. them. Okay. And she's a very good director. Uh, what was one of the films what she, she made? did? Um tell you later yeah you can't find your phone thank god no anyway is it there no <laughs> it is isn't it anyway she is a very good director and i'm very excited to see because it's disney as well right and it doesn't sound like a princess movie anyway so well you just, just reminded me of one i want to see it's not disney but it's disney-esque is the shape of water oh i'm saying that it's guillermo del toro okay and sally hawkins is in it Oh. And I saw a trailer for it and it looks like it's Pan's Labyrinth-like. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to that. And then there is Isle of Dog. No, I'm very excited for that. That's a Wes Anderson film. Okay, well, that's enough. Yeah. (laughs) That's a reason to look forward to Bill Murray, Tilda Swinton. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be perfect. It's going to be amazing. I have this feeling it's going to be amazing. And then I just wanted to mention one film. It's just because I thought it was funny. There's a film coming out called Crazy Rich Asians. (laughs) 
<laughs> which I just thought I'd mention. Um, I, and, and it is directed okay, by it is directed video. by Koreans. I oh, think it could have to be. Yeah. <laughs> it could possibly. And we be have anyway. to see it. We yes. have to go see it. And then another one, which I am actually, I don't know what the fuck is going on with this. It's Jungle Book. Okay. But I thought it already come out, Jungle Book. Yeah. But it it's has. with Benedict Cumberbatch and Christian Bale. Okay, what it might be is because the Jungle Book that was out already was a remake of the cartoon. Yeah. But the original is a Richard is a Kipling book. book. Yeah. So this could be a different... Because there, there was a Jungle Book in the 1930s or 40s as well, a live action version. Yeah. So it could be that. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Because I, I, even, I even wrote guessing. down, I even wrote down as... Benedict Cumberbatch, Christian Bay, I put BC and CB. <laughs> and I love Harsh because I love them both so much. Um, yeah, so I'm interested. <laughs> the love heart. Yeah. She definitely actually, has a love yeah, heart. In it's there. there. Yeah, and then there's a few of them that I'm actually, I'm worried about. Um, because I'm not too excited about it. It's, they're very weird. Um, one of them being another Mamma Mia. Oh, God. Why? And it's called Mamma Mia, and you can imagine... Is it not Mamma Mia 2 or something no, like that? No, it's Mamma Mia, Here We Go story. Again. That's the same story. Well, there wasn't much of a story know, anyway. But I think it's a sequel. That's why it's called Here We Go Again. Okay. Because, as you know, the song is Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again. That's very clever. <laughs> and then there's another Jurassic Park. I know I'm no. going to go see that because someone likes it. There's going to be a Barbie film with Anne Hathaway. I'm very curious to see what that's gonna be like and i counted there is one two three four five six seven superhero films coming out next year i will not see any of them um, okay that is, that's that on is, record now yeah, you're not that, seeing i probably any will though i probably <laughs> will because someone over here likes it too um not me but that was my new year's resolution to no, avoid yeah, to avoid superhero okay. films so i'll make notes of the first one because i have you been to see? <laughs> no, no, no. Um, and then the Han Solo film comes out next year. Okay. And I that too. a film called Soldado, which actually is Soldado. And it's the follow up to Sicario. Oh. Yeah, which I'm very curious to see. Oh, I did hear about that because yeah. Emily Blunt isn't in it. No, but Benicio Del Toro is, I think. Yeah. And right. And then there's Where'd You Go, Bernadette? I have the book. I want to read it. And it's with Kate Blanchett. Ready Player One is already starting with the trailers. And it's yeah. Steven Spielberg. It looks very interesting. Very, very interesting. And it's about kind of technological stuff. Have you seen the trailer? No. You have. I'll show so. you the trailer. Um, and then last one I want to mention. And I'm actually very disappointed in this. And I feel like crying. <sighs> it's <laughs> a Will Ferrell film with the guy that did... Um, the Brothers film with Will Ferrell what's that called they're brothers oh I know with John C. Riley. is the actor yeah in it. I don't know um, the name of the film and it's called Holmes and Watson they're doing oh. a Sherlock Holmes film well it'll be a comedy yeah obviously. but it's it feels like it's going to be like a dumb and dumber well it, it doesn't I don't know there was a comedy film before um, called I think it's called Without a Clue and has Ben Kingsley as Watson and Michael Caine as Holmes. And the okay, premise of I like it, Michael Caine. But the premise of it is, is that Holmes is an actor 
who has no idea about anything and Watson is actually the detective that solves it because no one takes him seriously he has to hire someone and invent Sherlock Holmes okay. so it's Watson who solves all the mysteries and Holmes is this drunken oaf who keeps going on elementary and then falls over and things like that it's actually very funny okay so it might be a remake of that or something okay. well anyway those are the films that I kind of thought there's loads more, but I, I think worth mentioning that I really want to see next year. So I'm very excited for next year, especially with Wes Anderson. Um, and yeah, shall we leave it at that? Yeah, I think we might. <laughs> Mick is going to have a whole lot of editing to do. No, I'm just going to put this out on a list of it anyway. So it's an hour long. What the hell? Yeah, so this year was good. Bit weird. Very Loads of very bad films with loads of very good films. Um, and I'm very excited for next year. Yeah. Do you have anything else to say? No. <laughs> happy New Year, everyone. Yeah, happy Christmas. You know, happy um, Christ- well, this will be out after Christmas. Yeah. So we hope you had a wonderful Christmas, like we did, hopefully. Yeah. And we're, we're actually going to see, stay tuned, we are going to see Disaster Artist and we're going to put that could be podcast, the first one of yeah, the year. podcast out there and I have a feeling it's going to be fantastic. Okay, see you next year, people. I've been Marina Gorski. And I've been Mick Jordan. <laughs>